The content of CPR Unplugged is designed for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as mental health treatment or medical or mental health advice. Details such as names and locations may have been changed to protect individual privacy. Hello and welcome to CPR Unplugged. We have a special episode for you today. We are joined by Emily Strickler all the way from Holland. Hey, Emily, thanks for joining us. Hi, happy to be here. So Emily is a life and confidence coach, and we're going to first get into a little bit about what that is, what you do, and then we'll kind of talk about that journey and how you arrived at that profession. So give us a kind of the brief version of what is a life and confidence coach? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's funny because I'm so consumed in the world of coaches now. I kind of assume everybody knows about it, but more and more I meet people who have never heard of life coaches, which is great. Just means there's always a market to tap. But um, so essentially, um, I don't know if you know um, the life coach school with Brooke Castillo, but that is where I was certified as a life coach. And um, I um, say I'm a life and confidence coach because I, I basically... I coach my main clientele is women and they come to me with all of the insecurities that honestly most of us women have, but on different levels and different degrees. And they're able to come to me and just open up everything very vulnerable. And I basically help them retrain their brain around the belief systems that sink them deeper into their insecurities versus an opposing belief system that can pull them out of their insecurity. And so that's probably one of the simplest ways I could describe um, how I coach through people to are from being insecure to learning to be self-confident. Self-confidence is a skill and it's something that is not innate. It's not that we're born with it. It's learned just like all behaviors are. And when I break that down to my clients, it feels more manageable because oftentimes they come to me and think there's just something wrong with them. They feel so stuck in these limiting beliefs and it rolls over into their relationships and their job and their goals and everything in their life. And so if we can just kind of normalize it a little bit, like we all have these human brains and they're not perfect and they get us into Um, a lot of problems, but our brains also have all the solutions. And I basically just tell you in simplest form, I'm going to watch your brain. I'm going to watch your thoughts. We're going to pull them out and we're going to check in with how these thoughts are making you feel and, and where they're coming from. And then we're going to reshape them. And I'm going to teach you how to be very, very aware of, um, the thoughts that are coming to you on a regular basis. And once you have that awareness, then you're able to kind of self-coach. Like I want my clients to learn how to self-coach themselves so they can take these tools for the rest of their life. And once you learn that tool of of thought awareness and and self-coaching and having that conversation with yourself in a very loving and gentle way, you slowly start to literally retrain your brain, retrain those, those thought patterns and you create the skill of self-confidence. But confidence is just the beginning and that kind of spreads into every area. Um, so in a nutshell, that's um, kind, of, kind of what, um, what I do with, with my clients um, among, you know, we talk about all things life and all things emotions. Um, 
but yeah, that's kind of like a short, a short little explanation. So I know things are not typical right now, but if you could give us sort of a typical example of what a life coaching session looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, um, with confidence, it goes into every part of your life. So I also do a lot of coaching around, around relationships. I, I also coach, um, couples. So I'll have, um, the husband and the wife or the partners together on the call, but I all, my main clientele is women. So a lot of women come to me and they don't feel confident in their relationship. They don't feel happy or they feel stuck or they want to find that love back or, but one of the main things, the common theme with every single one of my clients is this idea that in order for them to be happy, the other person has to change. They are just so justified and their reasoning around why this person cannot behave in this way. And I'm not talking about abuse. Um, that's, that's another topic which I um, don't have many clients where, where that, that's an issue. So this is more the day-to-day -day things that we find so irritating with our partners or with our boss or with our friends or with our mom that... Oh, like the, why can't he just put the sock in the yes. laundry basket instead of next to it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Those things. And sometimes they're scaled a little bigger. Like I definitely work with um, a lot of people where there's, there's drinking and they, they don't want their partner to drink so much. So I guess, and it's in the mind's eye, it's like whatever you think is more serious, but yes, the, the sock, the taking out the trash, the um, changing the baby's diaper, the um, texting me more often, the affection, the how you treat my in-laws, all of these things. And it's just in my client's mind, it makes perfect sense. They're so justified in their opinion of how their partner should behave or their mom or friend or whoever. And they're so, they tie their emotional well-being to their partner's behavior. So it's as though you didn't pick up your sock and put it in the laundry basket. I asked you very nicely, very lovingly. And when you don't do this, you're inconsiderate. You're a jerk. You don't love me. You know, all of these things, but we oftentimes keep it in our head on repeat. And so we've made mm -hmm. a sock next to the laundry hamper basically mean that our husband doesn't love us or that we're not appreciated or, and we can build that story up so big in our head and it's not just the laundry hamper, right? And the sock, it's all the little things come together that aren't addressed, that are suppressed and lashed out, not communicated properly because you're not confident in your communication skills because your own insecurities are being projected onto your partner or onto your mother or whoever it is. And it all roots down to like these belief systems that we have about us and that we have about how other people should behave. And I really help uncover the stories in my clients' heads versus the facts. And when they can see how much pain the story is calling, causing them, how much emotional pain the story is call, causing them in their head, um, then, then they're scared because they're like, oh shit, now I have to take responsibility for, for this. <laughs> and I don't want to, I just want him to change. I just want my mom to stop coming over unannounced. I just want my boss to listen to me. Like all of these, like, no, I don't want the, I don't want to do it this way. And so I basically lay out their options and there's, there's tons of options, but in simplest form, it's, well, then you can continue to have this belief. It's your decision. I never tell my clients what to do. 
I offer suggestions and I ask them to tell me what they think about it. And if I say, okay, well, then keep to the story you have. Your husband's a jerk. It's total. He absolutely drops that sock to intentionally piss you off. Absolutely. That's what your friends and family do for you. They validate your story. They're like, yeah, he's such a jerk. You should leave him or you should quit your job. Screw that guy. But when we run from our circumstances without first recognizing why we're upset or why we want to leave and we don't deal with that and process it and then make the decision, I always tell my clients, you can still leave the job. You can still um, you know, make boundaries with this person. You can still leave your partner, but not from this place of fear and insecurity and doubt and all of these blocks that are coming up within you. Because if you do it this way, it's going to follow you into the next relationship or the next job because you didn't deal with the real problem. So much better to make our decisions from a place of, um, of clarity, uh, from confidence, from you know, just this, this from a place of self-responsibility, like, okay, I owned my shit here. You're still not owning yours in my eyes. I love you anyways. I wish you the best. I'm doing this out of self-love now, not like screw this. I'm out of here, done, pissed off. And then building more and more insecurities because you end up in regret and all this stuff after that. So I can hear you talking from a voice of experience. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you've dealt with some of your own shit. <laughs> yes, definitely. Haven't uh, we all? <laughs> oh yes, for sure. Um, how did you arrive at this profession? Yeah. Um, so I've always, I was always the friend who loved to counsel people or like counsel. They just come to me for advice. I, I just loved being that person. Um, and I always knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs around the things I could do around, around making money, around, you know, becoming, even considered becoming a, a therapist or in, and eventually getting into life coaching for a good while. I said, I have to wait. I'm only at the time when I was considering it, I was 27 and I'm 30 now. And I thought I'm too young. Nobody's going to take me seriously. I need more life experience. Um, all of these limiting beliefs that I'm so glad I overcame. Um, so I, I had this desire in me. I actually read, I don't know if you've read the um, You Are a Badass series by Jen Sincero. Yes. So I, yes. I remember reading her book about five years ago. And I read the back cover, her description. And it said she was a life coach in the description. And I, I remember thinking, what the hell is a life coach? Like a life coach, you know, kind of laughing at it, but also thinking that's amazing. I want to be that, that would be so cool to be. So that sparked my attention. And then in weird, cir odd circumstances in my life, I kept hearing about um, life coaching, which actually has to do with your reticulated, uh, reticulating activating system in your brain, the filter, mm -hmm. right? Or your brains do that, which is also something I teach my clients, but that's another thing. Like my, I took in that information and then it sparked interest. So my brain looked for it. There was probably a ton of available information about life coaching before, but I was exposed to it. And so I just kind of started this 
like self slow over the over the past six seven years self-help journey for me primarily i i'm married now i've been married a year um, to my husband max who is dutch and we live in um, southern holland and i can say that the first five years um well four four years uh, we were together five years before we got married long distance um i really battled our relationship myself insecurities i brought our relationship so much drama that didn't need to be happening from lack of confidence in so many areas of my life and um, building those expectations and rules like the sock next to the hamper but uh, you know lots of examples like that that um i kind of hit like a breaking point i experienced um some depression um and and i think that actually i'm grateful for now it it, sh it makes me a better coach because i can relate to to my clients um i had a miscarriage and that was like a, a breaking point um also and so I, I feel like that i feel like our own personal life experiences make us um i don't know more more equipped to, to relate to to different people and i kind of developed anxiety <laughs> off and on in, in this whole journey of like discovering um how i can i thought i needed to be you know fixed but i also thought he and everything else was the problem and when i started taking radical responsibility for my own emotions and that i get to create the life i want um a huge teacher for me is um esther hicks also goes by abraham hicks i don't know if you've ever heard of her um but anybody listening should definitely check her out she it's very woo woo it is very woo woo but i'm <laughs> all about i'm all about the woo woo and i binge listen to her youtube for like literally binge the moment i wake up doing the makeup in the car on my lunch break on my hikes at the workouts going to bed binge listen to her and it started retraining my brain it totally started reshaping my outlook on life like i started making manifestation statements out loud in my car like everything's coming to me everything is always working out for me i am in the most loving confident relationship but i wouldn't say with max i i kept it very general which is also another thing i like to coach my clients on is manifestation stuff so when i say i'm a life and confidence coach there's so many things under that umbrella um but that that started retraining my brain and then i found the life coach school and i binge listened to brooke castillo the life coach schools podcast for three months and at the three month mark, I purchased her year long life coach certification and I was certified as a life coach. So kind of, I don't know if I told that story very well, but that's basically how I became a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Yeah. What's the difference between um, like life coaching and traditional therapy sort of setting? Yeah, I, you know, I get that question uh, off and on I, sh I probably should get a little better versed in it i think the main difference is um and i've also um done therapy and I, I think it's great i think they're both great just taking taking time to genuinely care about your mental health is 
so important. I wish that this was taught at a young age in schools. This should be a class every year from fifth grade. But um, I would say the, the main difference, differences, I would say coaching is less past focused. Yes, we talk about the, fat, the past, but we're much more future focused. Um, and this is obviously opinions. Um, there's definitely some cognitive behavioral therapy type things in, in coaching as well. Um, we like to say um, we treat the cause of the problem, not the symptom of the problem. So it's like if you break your arm and you get some um, Percocet, you don't feel the pain, but you didn't fix the break, right? So we want to come in and fix the break and not just prescribe and, and not to say that drugs are just being given in therapy, but that's just one of the examples that, um, that we use. And also it's structured. I can structure my coaching business however I want. So I have a lot of accountability um, in within my coaching. So my one on one clients have access to me through through an app 24 seven and not so they're dependent on it because honestly, they, they don't they're not in constant contact with me, but it's for that extra you almost pay for that extra like, hey, on this date, you said you wanted to do this, I'm going to call you, I'm going to message you just for that little bit of extra accountability. And then um, there's lots of assignments and there's lots of check-ins and then, you know, there's group, I have a group coaching program that actually starts in September. Um, so if anybody's interested, um, it's called the Soulfully Abundant You group coaching program. And um, I, I guess you don't see as much as of, of like, well, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I'm obviously more familiar with coaching than therapy. So with coaching, there's, I feel there's just, um, very so many different styles and you you choose a coach it's almost like you can shop your coaches online <laughs> without because we're so big on social media and these platforms people who come to me that want to work with me they feel they already know me because i put so much content out on my instagram so much um free um free trainings and and value that they feel like you know what she's already coaching me now i just want to go a little deeper and and then we we take on um yeah and then we take on some sort of coaching pa package that's fit to that's fit to their needs so tell us where people can find you yeah um so my name is my middle name is elizabeth so my coaching is um um, emilyelizabethcoaching.com. That is my website. My handle on Instagram is at emilyelizabethcoaching. So basically you can find me online anywhere at emilyelizabethcoaching. Um, I put a lot of content out on my social media. That's my main platform. So follow me on Instagram. And um, I do have some free trainings that I would like to um, share with you guys that you can put the links in the show notes or something. Um, I have a three-day video series on how to create self-confidence that um, I think is, is great. There's some worksheets in there, and I encourage people to ask me any questions they have and as, as they move through it. And um, I have a podcast, the Emily Elizabeth Coaching Podcast. That name is probably going to be changing to the Soul Confident Podcast, but for now, it's the Emily Elizabeth Coaching Podcast. And um, yeah. I think that's all the information to find me. And for those listening, I have listened to Emily's podcast. It was great stuff. 
Um, I got quite a bit from it. I did some journaling. She, she gives a lot of really good, or you rather, mm-hmm. give a lot of really good content about um, what I liked about your podcast is it's attainable, it's relatable, and you can actually apply it right then and there. So in each episode, you give some examples of things that you can do to kind of move yourself forward on whatever topic you're discussing. So I really appreciated that. So check it out. It is definitely worth your time. Um, Change your thoughts, change your life. I'm so glad you joined us today. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks for having me. Got questions or ideas for the podcast? Or perhaps you have your own story to share. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at crisisprepandrecovery.com or call 602-281-7795. You can also find us online at cprpodcast.podbean.com or wherever you prefer to find your podcast. CPR Unplugged was produced by Crisis Preparation and Recovery, Inc. The intro and outro music was created by Rob Wilson. The CPR podcast team includes Tamara LaMontagne, Ben Edwards, Laura Kaufman, Rob Wilson, and Michael Magarinos. Special thanks to Jason Spisak for technical support.